The following podcast is a live recording of a radio show first broadcast by Fresh FM with assistance from New Zealand On Air. Fresh FM is a community access media station based in Te Tauihu, the top of the South Island, New Zealand. You're listening to Fresh FM. I'm Matt, joined in the Nelson studio by Suzanne Williamson. It is time for another Nelson Film Society film preview. Kia ora, Suzanne. How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing great, Matt. Nice to see you. It's good to see you too. Nice to have you back here. So, uh, last week, what was the film that you screened and how do you think it went? Uh, We screened Never Gonna Snow Again, which was a Polish film. It was, as I described last week, a mesmerising film. And... The ending was slightly obscure, and some people discussed that after the film, which was great. Um, I think it was well-received in general. All right. There's nothing wrong with an obscure ending that doesn't quite... I like a film where it doesn't tie up all the loose ends, and you have to do a little bit of... Mm, yeah, that's or, right. That's yeah. Right. Mm, come up with your own uh, what could have Or happened. interpretation as a bigger picture. Yeah. So I saw it more as he was coming to terms with the death of his mother and the death of different situations in his life. And you could take the ending literally, but I interpreted it more on a philosophical level. Nice. Nice. Just and up to the individual, Yeah, really. yeah. And it got conversation going, which is always good. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So what have we got lined up for this Tuesday, which is the 14th of March? Well, we're going to screen My Brilliant Career, which is an Australian film made in 1979. So that's nearly 45 years ago. It was a film made by a woman, Gillian Armstrong, and it's 100 minutes long. This movie is based on the first novel by Australian feminist writer Miles Franklin. She wrote this in her late teens and published it in 1901. Wow. Indeed, it was the beginning of Miles Franklin's brilliant career. As she went on to write many acclaimed books and forged a legacy of one of the country's most influential authors, she creates a self-portrait of a woman who is a free spirit and destined to think outside the box. Okay. Okay. So we've got the story in a nutshell. It is 1897 in rural Australia. The main character is Sibylla Melvin. She was played brilliantly by Judy Davis. She is a young girl who dreams of becoming a famous writer. She is headstrong, free-spirited, and a young woman in her early, late teens, rather. She longs for a better life rather than helping out on her family's impoverished country farm. She is the eldest daughter of this family. Now, Sibylla is rebellious and does not want to conform as she only has notions of grandeur. Her parents are besides themselves, so they send her to board with her wealthy maternal grandmother. 
And by doing this, the parents hope the strict grandmother will teach her the socially accepted manners and behavior befitting <laughs> of a young woman. She is soon courted by two eligible bachelors, one being Harry Beecham. Now, he's a childhood friend, he's handsome, a landowner, he's lively. He's a well-to-do young man. He's also played by a very young and charismatic Sam Neill. I think this was Sam Neill's second film that he ever made, and it really set the stage for him to become an international star. Now, back to the story. Despite their class differences, they fall in love. But Sibylla is torn as she is convinced that this is an either-or situation. She must choose either romantic love or the brilliant writing career that she craves. When she's talking to her Aunt Gussie, who is the grandmother's uh, um, daughter, yeah. um, she's thinking aloud during one of the scenes. And Sibylla says, oh gosh, can I lose myself in somebody else's life when I haven't even started to live my own life yet? And her Aunt Gussie says to her, Sibylla, think about your choice carefully, as loneliness is a terrible price to pay for independence. So, this film was a groundbreaking, it was groundbreaking for the Australian film industry. It was a feminist film because it showed a young woman whose fierce independence and love of literature is at odds with the provincial life she's expected to fulfill, which is the life of two modes only, work and sleep. So it's a hard <laughs> life <laughs> right. and just has to toe the party line, basically. But, so, but she says, hmm, I'm not sure this is really the path I want to take. And she, so this was truly a feminist narrative built around a woman whose determination to live independent of society's expectations took place long before women's rights became a movement. This film is nearly 45 years old, and it holds its own, and its age and style of filmmaking actually adds to the atmosphere of the film, right. which is, it gives it an old-worldly context, and of course, it takes place in the early 1900s. So it really fits the style. The filmmaking fits the style of the actual location. Mm. So this film had many awards and accolades. It was Oscar nominated for Best Costume Design. It got lots of BAFTAs, including Judy Davis won Best Actress. Now, Judy Davis is a well-loved Australian actress. You might remember her from the wheelchair-bound mother in The Dressmaker, okay. if you've seen that film. One of my favorite films, actually, oh. The Dressmaker. I yeah, love yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. You can see that on Canopy if you um, want to watch it. Uh, Judy Davis gets it just right in playing her character of Sibylla, the balance between headstrong confidence and nagging insecurity. And also, Judy Davis and Sam Neill have a great chemistry on screen. So a bit like our Humphrey Bogart and Catherine Hepburn a couple of weeks ago where they had that wonderful chemistry, these two have it as well. 
Uh, their portrayal of the characters is very natural and convincing, and they have a lot of fun together. There's a pillow fight, and there's running through the bushes, and just a lot of、um, fun and enjoyment watching their two characters interact. So this is a very much an Australian story. It's in location, pioneering characters. Male-dominated society, which has classism and sexism at its core, but the themes are broad, which encompass breaking free of the establishment and being true to oneself, and its message about the virtues and consequences of self-empowerment are timeless. This film is unconventional and. In itself, is a kind of free spirit. It's absolutely classic Australian cinema. Wow! All right, so one、uh, that may be well enjoyed. Do you think? Oh, I think so. Although it's been on TV a bit, it's been、okay. on Maori television at least two or three times. I think in the last five years,、okay. because it is an Australian classic and because it's such a great film. I think you can also get it on Canopy,、um, so people would have seen it, but not many people would have probably seen it on the big screen.、Yeah. And so to see those big Australian vistas will be great. Okay, so it, you can it, it is definitely Australia. Yep, definitely、okay. Australia.、All、yeah,、right. I think it was filmed somewhere like north of Melbourne or one of those kinds of dusty. Places. Okay,、uh, so written the start of the twentieth century. Exactly. Yeah. Groundbreaking. Was it recognised like feminism wasn't a thing like it is? So was it? Do you think it was noted as feminist at the time, or was it just seen as like a strong woman's? Yeah, novel or how? How did it fit back then? Do you know? No, I don't know exactly, but I would guess that it was quite unusual for the time because you remember in those times we it was just past the Jane Austen type of formats、yeah. and things where it was just romantic love and everybody fits the mold kind of.、Uh, this was something quite different, and as you'll see in the end of the film, I won't give it away. Who she chooses, her writing career or the、uh. wonderful Sam Neill.、Um, <laughs> You know that those kind of issues weren't really proposed during those times. You know, you just you towed the party line. You got married. You fell into line. You had children. You did the house and home and worked forever, basically. So, I think this was quite different for that time. I would wouldn't say that it was actually thought of as feminist, but looking back, of、yeah. course, we realize that this is groundbreaking. In Australian、mm. literature and actually Australian movie making as well, right? And so,、uh, the the film. Have, so, have you read the novel yourself? You know, I never read the、mm. novel. No, I wonder how how true to the source material it remains. Because obviously, sometimes with films, they they、sure. have to do a bit of、uh, tweaking. Yes, and I think the ending I've read is slightly different than the book. Okay, yeah, which isn't always a bad thing. Yeah. 
Yeah. And it's not, I wouldn't say it's, it's definitely not a fairy tale ending, but it's food for thought. Okay. Uh, the, the filmmaking it, itself, as far as technically, do you think it's, it's a well-crafted yes, film? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. They have, the, of course, the costumes were fantastic, being nominated for an Oscar, and the scenery, and also all the attention to detail with the horse-drawn buggies, the fields, the little streams that people would sit by, the suitor who collects the wildflowers from the field to give it to Sibylla. Yeah. You know, those little details are quite lovely. Cool. And it, her fiery red hair exactly. look, looks amazing. And yeah, Sam Neill looking very dapper. Yes. Yes. And so young. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. You kind of forget, you know, yes. you, you age with people and you forget how young everybody used to look. Mm. Uh, and yeah, I think yeah, it is It is very, uh, the, the stills I've seen, it has that grainy film character, which must add something Absolutely. To the piece. Yeah, adds to the quality of the atmosphere, I would yeah, suggest. Yeah. Um, all right. Is there anything else you want to add about this one before we wrap up? Do you, like, Yeah, I have one final yeah. statement. Because okay. um, I'm thinking that to kind of sum this film up, um, my last words are, and I really feel this is to be true, it is an engaging, lively film with a good message. It reminds us to keep following our dreams, even if everyone else thinks we will fail. Wow. <laughs> wow. All right. So, uh, obviously, here's the Suzanne Williamson uh, seal of approval. Yeah, the big tick. <laughs> uh, good, good. Along with a, a bunch of awards and things, which is really good. Uh, and it is screening at the... Uh, the Pasteurus Waller Theatre at the Suter Art Gallery uh, yes. uh, next Tuesday, this coming Tuesday, rather, at 6 p.m. Okay, that is the 14th. Now, if people are not a member of the Nelson Film Society, let's just quickly recap. How does one go about joining uh, to, to be able to partake in these rich films? So you go to our film... Website is nelsonfilmsociety.org.nz. On there, you'll see a list of all our films. There'll be a tab that says how to join or join now. You click on that. It'll be an application form. You can pay online. And if you want to come and just pay your cash, you can come on the night. Cool. All right. And the the year membership, this is the cool thing about the Film Society, is no matter when you jump in, you get a year's membership. So That's if you right. join halfway through, Yeah. So if you join the end of April, you go to the end of April 2024. That is, that, I think that in itself is absolutely brilliant. And it works out so cheap. If you commit and see all the films, it's peanuts. Yes. Even if you only go to half them, it's still incredibly cheap. Yeah. Uh, and the Souter Theatre, of course, uh, a wonderful location. Yeah. Uh, far different from when I first went there, and it used to have the bony old seats. <laughs> and uh, yeah, a bit of a fairly average uh, setup on stage. It's now an amazing, very modern looking theatre. That's right. And there's about 151 seats. And actually, every seat is a good seat. And the front row is far enough mm. back from the screen that you can actually get a very good 
easy view in the front row as well as the back row. That's right. And I have sat in the front row there a few times. And yeah, it is certainly not a challenge. Not like some of the old days where you were looking just about vertically exactly. <laughs> to see the, the screen uh, well above you. So this should go down well. As you said, it may be a well-known film. People may have seen it before, but the chance to see it on the big screen, I think, is always something very magical. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Suzanne, for joining us again for another Nelson Film Society film preview, uh, talking about my brilliant career showing at the Suda Theatre the 14th of March, this coming Tuesday, 6 o'clock. Australian film, 1979, My Brilliant Career. Thank you, Suzanne. Oh, thank you, Matt. The podcast you just listened to was a live recording of a radio show, first broadcast on Fresh FM, the Top of the South's community access media station, with support from New Zealand On Air. The funding of Access Media makes these podcasts possible. To find similar programs by other community access media stations, go online to accessmedia.nz. If you or your group would like to know more about how you can have a program on our station, please contact us. Visit our website freshfm.net for our contact details.